Lefondre looking to get outside of Fox. Lefondre away from David. 3-1 Reading. Three points Reading. Hello. Welcome. Bonjour to the Elm Park Royals podcast. Supported by Blue Collar Street Food. If you can't tell, I'm in a great mood this morning. Reading have just picked up their first win of the season at home against Cardiff City. 2-1 at the Select Car Leasing Stadium. And I have been joined by Matt to discuss it this morning. Matt, how are we? Doing very well. Got my new new Reading home shirt. Sun is shining. Three points. Can't be happier. And who did you get on the back? Oh, I've got long on the back, of course. If anyone gets anyone else on the back this season, I would be surprised. It's always going to be long. Of course, this is a visual medium. In, uh, a visual. This is an audio medium, and he's holding his shirt up to the camera, showing us that he's got long seven on the back. So... Yes, it's uh, probably going to be the most popular name this season, I think. And uh, joining us for his debut on the Elm Park Rules podcast is George, our famed designer at Elm Park Rules. George, how did you enjoy yesterday? Oh, it's beautiful. Like Matt said, sun was shining, few beers, football, can't beat it. I I, I really struggle to think of many times we've done well in the sun in summer and like, you know, things just feel good. So it's, it's a really nice feeling. I can't. It always feels like we end up like disappointing when it's early in the season at home. So it was lovely to get off to a, a winning home start yesterday. I think you're forgetting what was it, the seven wins in a row from about two years ago. Do we just blank uh, we weren't yeah. there, though, were we? <laughs> I don't know if that counts. Um don't know if it counts in my head. I wasn't there. So the uh obviously yesterday though started off with a bit of a bad note because we went into yesterday, Matt, with the news that there was going to be some changes from last weekend based off of uh, Paul Ince's presser from earlier in the week. And the fact was that there was only one change in the end, but it was a fairly big one with Yaki Mate out injured and Shane Long starting up front. That left our bench looking incredibly weak yesterday. Yeah, I think most Reading fans wouldn't uh, wouldn't be able to say they know or have seen most of that bench play before in their lives. Uh, it's an incredibly inexperienced bench. I don't want to say weak. We've not seen them play, but inexperienced bench. Um, and it just shows the depth of our squad and how you know, we've only got a first 11, pretty much, um, with all of our injuries. Um, and there isn't much options available. Um with Mate out, how long is he out for? Four weeks with a calf yeah, injury. Yeah. So he'll probably come back what, after <clears> the international <throat> break or so, um, as is Jao. You know, you've got a 35, 36-year-old Shane Long leading the line for the next month. It's going to be a challenge. Yeah, George, it's... Um, I don't want to say predictable that Yaki Mate's got injured because I think that's harsh, but it, it really does kind of show up our lack of depth in so many areas when you look at the bench from yesterday mm. and the fact that we've the fact that we're still unable to you know sign Nabisar is still kind of trying to get an approval from the EFL who knows whether this is going to happen or not at the moment whether we can you know whether that's going to get approved um Loom is still waiting on a visa there's so many just hold-ups it seems in terms of getting this squad finalized for the season for sure I mean the minute someone goes out that that team, that first eleven, as Matt says, um, to injury, it we're always going to be weakened. Um, whether it's Mate or Zhao's out as well, um, and yeah, it's it's going to be one of those sticking points where we're just going to have to kind of bare our teeth and and deal with it for as long as we can. Because I think 
I don't know how long um, this Nabi Sar situation is going to roll on for. Ince is saying next week it could roll on right out. I think right he said the next window. week last week, though, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and from what I've seen, it's down to uh, we need to get another player up our books, one of the higher earners, whether that's more or Pushkas, probably the more likely out of the two, I'd say. Um, but yeah, until that happens, apparently it won't get approved. With the Amari Hutchinson one, I have no idea what's going on there and what's holding that one up. I think that one's going to, if that happens, it's going to be like a last minute, last minute situation and yeah. we get just get an extra body in the door kind of situation. But sure. Yes. Um, and with that bench being <clears throat> so weak, you couldn't really imagine that there was anybody on there who was going to be able to change a game, Matt. And unfortunately, it didn't take long for Reading to really need somebody to change a game because they found themselves 1-0 down after, what was it, three minutes yesterday? Three and a half mm. minutes. And the goal comes from Reading's ultimate nemesis, set pieces. So it was a really, really frustrating goal um, because it just felt so easy. Um, it was who was it? Is it Hendrick who missed his uh, header at the back post? Um, and it just looked like a really easy Cardiff were here. Just turn up and they'll get a goal. Three minutes in, I think it might have even been the first uh, chance they had, um, and it kind of sets off a very almost like dangerous precedent for the season of right we're three minutes in both games we've conceded really early and you could just sort of hear the crowd crowd sort of slump a little bit like oh no is it going to be this season again um because the atmosphere was actually not it it was loud for the first three minutes right yeah yeah exactly exactly that it was frustrating that it was um you know three minutes in and and you suddenly concede and it's everyone's thinking back to last season are we going to go on 10 losses in a row and things like that yeah and george the the goal as matt said it it did feel quite easy i think hendrick completely loses his man o'dowd makes a really simple run just basically around the back of the cardiff like the cardiff group of players finds himself not unmarked, but it, yeah. it's quite a simple finish for O'Dowder. And I don't know whether Hendrick really takes the blame for it, but it's it's definitely his man. He's lost him and, and he just hasn't been able to kind of like recover in time to, to challenge for the header. Well, it's, yeah, set piece defend, for defending again. It's, it's something that's becoming a bit tiresome, I think, among Reading fans. It's, it's something we almost expect now and um, or the most likely place we're going to concede from a set piece. Um, and you're right. It, I think Hendrick was the was the one who completely lost his man. Let him run in behind, create the space for himself. And I think a player like O'Dowda, I mean, he's a winger. He's not. He shouldn't be winning a header. No chance from a set piece. Um, to, so to get the time and space he got was just criminal, really. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we just roll on. I think onto that. Yeah, onto I mean, it was almost a almost a free header for him. I think, and it was a fairly easy finish. And O'Dowd had the next chance as well, George. Ten minutes, ten minutes later or so. It, now, and this was a pretty good, uh, pretty good piece of play here from Joe Lumley, who I yeah. think Joe Lumley. Now we're two games into the season. What do you think of his performances so far? I've actually been very impressed. Um, I think that second shot, as you were um, just talking about there from O'Dowd. I mean, he's a big fella, Joe Lumley. <laughs> to get down that quickly, I think. Uh, was very impressive um and the way he just commanded his box i mean you can hear him from the stands when he's when he's shouting along to his defense and he has little words here and there 
um, I found it quite encouraging, actually, because I think when he first signed, I think a lot of Reading fans I would agree in saying that it was a very underwhelming signing to get in as a goalkeeper replacement. Um, but I think he's starting to warm up <laughs> to uh, to a lot of us and, yeah, long may it continue. He's definitely got um, an air of confidence about him, Matt, especially with crosses. Yeah, he came out and collected uh, pretty much every cross that came his way, especially at the end of the game. Um, it was great to see him come out, collect the ball from the air, sit on the ground, waste, th- waste 30 seconds and actually just sort of slow the game down. And I think the back four or five, however we're setting up, um, just had a bit of confidence in he's going to come and collect it. And I don't know if that's what's affecting us in the first 10 minutes at the moment. In, like, are the back four or five, I know we change uh, through, through the game, but is, is the back line confident in how to work together at the moment? I don't think they are. I think that's what led to that chance where, where Lumley saved it in McIntyre just making a, a mistake, trying to clear it. Yeardon being pulled slightly out of position, so left a man free. I, I think they just need to start gelling a bit more together, and it'd be great if we can get Nabi Sar in uh, just to give it a bit more experience as well. I think if you add Hutchinson in there at the back, who you know still hasn't made his debut yet, so if you can add him in at the back, it's suddenly you can then move Yardon back onto right wing back, and you've got three centre backs playing this, and it, it just feels a bit more natural, I guess, to all the players. So hopefully they don't need to play these roles for a long period of time. Um, but yeah, certainly I think you might might be on something with the, the gelling of their positions aren't just isn't quite there for the start of games yet. The first half, let's be honest, the first 20 minutes, Cardiff definitely did dominate. But I mean after that, Matt, a Cardiff they struggled really with with, with us after we after this uh, incident. And let's let's talk about the first first reading goal. The homecoming and the crowning of Shane Long, the King scoring on his return to the SCL with a penalty. What led up to the penalty, though? Let's be honest here. Probably one of the worst refereeing decisions I've seen in I don't know, so ages. I don't even want to put a time limit on it because it was that bad. Tom Ince rounds the keeper after a really good head flick on from Shane Long. And he's rounded the keeper. He's definitely going to score here. Like, I'm... I, I, this is the referee's excuse. He wasn't sure whether Tomins was going to shoot. What? Like, I just don't understand that at all. Come on. It's just... I, I think his justification is maybe that second defender is going to make it back. But this is like a huge centre-back who can who's had zero pace all game. He's never going to make it back. Um, and that he was, you know, two yards behind Tomins to the right. So I don't think he's ever going to make it. I think the referees just bottled it and didn't want to do a sending off. Um, and, you know, it's fairly early in the game. He's got an excuse to be able to give a yellow card. So it's like an easy decision to try to give the yellow card rather than the red. But it's a red card. It was a clear goal scoring opportunity. He'd rounded the keeper. Um, that There's nothing else to say. It's a red card. George, are you going to argue with him and say it was a yellow card? <clears throat> I don't, don't see how it's a yellow card. I said it to my friend who was at a game with me. I, the inconsistency in these refs with their decision-making, not just the penalty decision. I think there were a few fouls throughout the game that were uh, questionable. But I think, yeah, it had to be a red card. It, on his, his 
He's on his left foot, which is his dominant foot. He's tucking that away. It's he's, one touch, isn't it? It's one more yeah. touch to go. I, yeah. Just an awful decision. I just can't. Thankfully, it didn't cost us. Like, let's not let's not uh, focus on it too much because you know, it, was, it, it was well rounded by Ince. You know, it was. Every... It was a lovely piece of play by Tom Ince. Yeah. Um, it was a lovely piece of play, and you know, it, he would have scored. I, I've got no doubt in my mind he would have just tucked that away with one one more touch. Um, it didn't cost us though. Thankfully, Shane Long, George, ten years since his last <laughs> goal for Reading, which was a penalty against Cardiff. This one, bottom corner. Nicely tucked away. And how great was it to see Shane Long wheeling away into the southeast corner of the stadium, having scored for Reading again? I think it's safe to say I went absolutely nuts when that went slid in. I was just praying it went in as well. But he just looked completely comfortable taking it and just seeing him, yeah, immediately march over to uh, Club 1871 in front of the fans. Arms stretched. Oh, it, it roll back the ears, rolling back the ears, just like that. And Matt, it, it was a massive moment. I, I said it when we were there it, to you, and it, it's a huge moment in terms of just you're one nil down at home with a penalty in the second game of the season. If you miss, that can easily set the the tone for the season. There, it just gets the ball rolling, um, and you know it's. There was a decent crowd there. It's in the sun. You want to get the crowd on your side. Um, there, There is pressure on that penalty. Uh, and Long's done an amazing job of, of making sure he puts it away. It was an average penalty. He sent the keeper the wrong way. But if the keeper had gone the right way, I think he would have got it. But it doesn't matter. He, you know, he scored. And he's he's off the mark for this season. Um, you know, I'm hoping now through August, he has a fantastic August before Mete and, and Zhao can try and get back into the squad. Um, and it just helps the team get off the mark as well. You don't want to be going, you know, carrying on that rest of the game where we lost 1-0 against Blackpool. We're 1-0 down. We've missed a penalty. You know, is everything against us sort of thing? And the crowd just sort of start to turn. But, you know, it's a really positive crowd. That goal goes in. I went wild, long on the back of my shirt. You know, I, I went wild, very happy with it. Super happy to see him back uh, in the stadium. And he's just got that aura around him that everyone wants to play with him. Um, and and he, everyone wants to see him do well. He, the, Shane Long yesterday, outside of the actual penalty itself, had a really good game as well, I think, George. Uh, sure. You know, he he made a nuisance of himself all day for the Cardiff defenders. He won the flick on for Tom Ince's, you know, penalty win. It, Although he didn't have eight shots, I think he had a really good game. And, you know, the standing ovation was well-deserved when he came off. Absolutely. I mean, we've been crying out for a second striker that has been able to do, I think, what Zhao's good at, which is hold-up play. Um, being able to keep the ball for long periods when he's when he gets fed, fed it um, and then offset it, which is exactly what Shane, Don- uh, Shane Long did yesterday. Um, yeah, he's not going to... It's, it's difficult to say how many goals he's going to get this season, how many chances. But I think Ince touched on it pretty well yesterday in his post-match, um, saying he's only going to get better from here. Because um, I think last season, when you see him at Southampton, he didn't get a lot of game time. Um, he's still trying to get up to match fitness. Obviously, he joined more recently. He's only had a, really a couple of games with Redden since he's been back. Because um, he had that little back injury, didn't he? Um but yeah, I can only see him pushing on from here. But his positional play as well is 
amazing when the ball does get fed up to him. Ability to kind of almost back into the defender, it, that just brings experience in his game. And I think that really helped kind of drive us forward um, with Vince making runs off and Ajara the other side. I think, yeah. And it, I think he's gonna he's gonna get a few games in the, in the team now for sure. While Mate and Zhao are out, um, as the confidence so. around him as well, it's exactly. that everyone you can trust him to uh, to always be working hard, to always be um, you know giving it off to other players. So other players want to play with him. Sure. Um, you know, a couple of seasons ago uh, when we had Puskas playing, people didn't have confidence in the other players didn't have confidence in him and you could see the players not didn't pass to him yeah Yeah. but they just didn't pass them people want to pass to Shane Long and get him involved in the game and you can see it's running past him knowing and trusting that Shane Long's going to flick it on or Mm. hold it up so he can pass it through um so he just brings other people in and the one thing I love the one thing I loved which was very throwback Shane Long was he still got that little feint when he makes a run he's still got the he jinx to the left and then he runs to the he still got it and it looked exactly the same as it did when he played for us all those years ago <laughs> loved it loved to see that the rest of the first half pretty much went off no incident um as far as I can remember there was a pretty much uh Nothing happened up until just before half time Andy Rinomoto went down with a head injury and came off I'm not going to touch on that. People seem to have their own opinions on it. Um, whether you like, dislike Andy Rinomoto now. Um, either way, that's completely, completely up to you. Second half, Matt, we came out fairly strong, I think, in the second half. And Cardiff, I don't really feel ever got going at all in the second half. And it didn't take us that long to create a chance. And um, the... The scramble in the box from the corner, this could have resulted in a goal, certainly for either Andy Yeardom or Tom Holmes. Yeah, absolutely. And I was expecting us to really start dropping off in the second half, given that this is our only 11. It's very hot. Uh, I don't expect their stamina to be up there, but we got stronger as the game went on. Um, and, you know, that chance with Yeardom and was it Holmes you said? Mm. Yeah, with the chance with Yeardom and Holmes. That can go in any day of the week, um, and uh, we're we're two one up easily. Um, it's just great defending by the the Cardiff uh, player, really, and unlucky that we didn't score. Um, yeah, we. I think that's it. We we just got stronger as as it went on. Yeah, he gets a good block in the Cardiff player there, and it goes back out for a goal kick. I think was given for some reason, but yeah. yeah. Um, the second half definitely had a. I think we improved during the second half certainly, and. A lot of our good play, George, was coming down the left-hand side. And Guinness Walker, who missed, let's be honest, was a, a pretty big chance in the first half when he was stretching for it at the back post. Um, he had a pretty good game, I think, yesterday with Ajari on that left-hand side. And their combination play, especially during the second half, was like really quite good to see. I think there was there's something promising there. For sure. I mean, I was very impressed with Guinness Walker. Um, he was actually probably one of my men of the match, it has to be said. Um, I think last week he did struggle, and I think it was clear to see that that kind of right, raising the level. Um, come, it was it was a Wimbledon, wasn't he? That before, yeah. Uh, that kind of yeah, rising level up to the championship. I think it kind of looked obvious in the Blackpool game last week, but the way he um, stepped up yesterday was, yeah, amazing to see. I mean, there was that one run as well I saw. I think it's sometime in the second half where he completely sprinted, jinxed, knocked the ball past a couple of players, and the pace on him was 
amazing to see. And the little link-up play with Ajari, as you say, um, in that second half is, yeah, it looks encouraging for sure. And I think he can go on to be a very good player for us. And that link-up play actually ended up with us, you know, getting the ball into the centre of the field for with, uh, I think it was Guinness Walk who who played played the ball into Ajaria and then Ajaria across to the eventual goal scorer, Tom Ince, Matt. And, you know, moving away from the actual build-up of this goal, Tom Ince is absolutely, and, you know, I can use this word because I think it describes it quite, quite perfectly. He's absolutely twatted the ball, mm. not into the top corner, but like basically the roof of the net here, hasn't he? It's a fantastic shot, um, and I'm so glad uh, it was it was Ince with the goal. You know, he worked so hard the whole game that you know when he's taking a pop shot from 24 yards uh, and it goes into the top corner, you know, he, he totally meant it. I, I don't know if it got deflection. I can't quite tell. Did it not get any deflection? So. It's a perfect shot then, um, and I think uh, Ince senior what uh, described it as lucky, uh, but you know, it's it's a great goal, um, and if he can do that, even you know, two or three times during the season, fantastic. And it just shows that the players can't drop off of him um, because he'll take those shots. And like, equally, they can't get really tight to him because he will just beat them for pace. Um, he's fast becoming one of my favourite players uh, in a Reading shirt just because he tries the whole game and he's calling other players forwards and he's commanding the front line Um rather than, you know, we're just waiting for someone in defence to shout out, you know, everyone out of the box. He's pulling players out with him. Um, So it's a fantastic goal. Um, Really, really happy uh, to see him back here this season. What do you think of Tom Ince, George, at the moment? I mean, as Matt said, he's definitely becoming one one of my favourite players. The guy seems to leave everything on the field, doesn't he, every game? And I think it can only inspire players around him to do the same thing. Um, I think just the way he's able to command... I think he's just a leader in that team, which is something I think we've been crying out for. And I think with the likes of Hutchinson being out, um, other other, I mean, because I, I don't see Yadon being that vocal, even though he is a good good leader. You've got Tom Mintz though barking, barking at other players for, for not running. He literally, he literally will stand and shout at them. Yeah, I, I noticed it yesterday. You can see it in him. If, yeah. if someone if someone doesn't do something, he's there turning around like. Absolutely yeah. screaming blue murder at them. And he's there waving his arms about trying to get get players around him up the field, going uh it's getting back into shape where we're defending. It's it's something we've been crying out for for a few years now, and it's I can only say here, yeah, I'm starting to really love him. I'm hoping, yeah, if if we can see two or three of those, Matt, as you say, across the season from outside the box, then fantastic. It was very reminiscent of the goal he scored. Well, not quite exactly the same, but another goal from outside the area is similar to what he scored against Bournemouth last season. So, yeah, if he gets two or three of those this season, that would be fantastic. Is that goal of the season in the first home game? <laughs> I mean, I hope not. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> let's, let's see another eight of them and then, then we'll come back to it. Um just after the goal, we saw uh, a change. And uh, it, this was the first sub of the game for us. And it came much earlier than I expected it to come, only 65 minutes in. And a briefer came on at right back. And I was quite impressed with the briefer, George, after he came on. He looks comfortable. Yeah. I mean, he had a few um, spells, didn't he, where he dropped in at right back um, last season. Um, and I think that's really kind of pushed him on going into this season now. Um, when he came on, he was he looked very good going forward. He looks a very um, offensively good wing back. 
um, there was that one one uh, opportunity where the ball came flying over and he managed to touch it down and knock it beyond their left back. He didn't actually manage to reach it, but the thought, and you can see what the intention there was. Um, defensively, I still have my doubts over a briefer. Um, he got that yellow card for pulling the shirt back. Uh, but I think that was um, needed, actually, because I think Cardiff would... Might yeah, have I think I said that at the time. It was actually a really sensible time to take a yellow card because yeah. they, Cardiff were breaking on us very, very quickly there. Yeah, I think they had a man over as well on the other side. And if that ball flew over, it was, yeah, it looked like a good chance for them. So I think it was sensible, actually, from, from his point of view. But yeah, I think um, there is a player in there as well you know so like an 18 he's been in and around the squad because we've got no squad for about a year um but he's 18 and a half i think at the moment um not every 18 and a half year old will probably go oh yeah i probably should take the easy yellow um and uh just pull him back he's beaten me my mistake i'll pull him back it's fine we can take the yellow everyone can get back into place and we can carry on with the game um and defensively i kind of agree like he's not up there yet but he's 18 he yeah. probably always wants to get forwards and things like that um he, and he'll grow into it he should only get better with game time yeah. and i mean added to that because of the system we're playing with the five at the back and he's playing as a wing back maybe he's just not asked to defend as much in this system as, as potentially you would be if you're a traditional actual right back rather than a wing back the other player who came on with 10 minutes to go after shane long's Standing ovation was, and I get to show off, I think, hopefully, if I've got this right, Kelvin Ehabishaman. And oh, well thank done, you. Well done. <laughs> I'll take the praise <laughs> on that one. I, I've, I've not practiced that. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that's correct. Matt, I was quite impressed with him. I could, I can see, you know, that he could sit on the bench for, for this season and come on with five, 10 minute cameos because the, he made some good touches and he did hold the ball up nicely at the end of the game. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I think I need to see him longer to make uh, a solid opinion of him. But he, for ten minutes, he was effective. Um, he, he he's what is he eighteen as well? Yeah, so oh, yeah. He, was, he was super effective. I didn't realize how tall he was uh, in all honesty until it two came on. That um, came six, on did six the job. Three or something six four. Yeah, really, really tall for a striker as well. He's he's very tall. Um, I think he could still probably bulk out a bit more. Um, he, he looks like he could slightly be pushed off the ball a bit easily. Um, but he did a good job of just running after be, uh, running after the ball, harrying yeah, the defence. Um, and, and, you know, Long's not going to uh, last 90 minutes uh, week in, week out. So if we can bring him on uh, to just hurry the game through and, um, you know, and keep chasing defenders and being an annoyance, I'm more than happy with it. Yeah, I think that's that's the key, really, isn't it? You've got to have somebody who can just reduce Shane Long's minutes a little bit uh, as you get closer to the end of these games, just because it's going to be very difficult to see him playing 90 minutes Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday every week at some points during the season if he has, if, you know, if, if Jao and Mate are, are not well, fit at these points. I mean, he pretty much hobbled off, didn't he, at 80 minutes long. Mm. He looked completely done in. Um, but, yeah, fitness will come... For sure, I think, but he will struggle for a whole season doing uh, doing that. And I guess fitness is is going to be one of these things which is going to be difficult for Reading over the season, especially with so many so many fixtures. And we've obviously got a cup fixture coming up on Tuesday, and 
Paul Ince, after the game yesterday, said that there would be multiple players who played yesterday who would probably have to play on Tuesday just because of the size of the squad. Matt, I'm not going to ask you which players you think might play because who's available? We don't, we don't know, do we? But which players would you like to see play overall from the whole squad, youth players, etc.? Is there any players you would like to see get like you know 80 minutes, 90 minutes against Stevenage on Tuesday night? So I'm going to flip it and say I don't want any of the first team to play. Um, and I, I would happily be quite difficult. Well, yeah, I, I get it's it's a bit impossible, but I, I would happily say none of the first team play. And there's this whole let's respect the competition, let's respect the opposition. I mean, I'm I'm not saying let's put out an under 18 because we expect to beat them. I'm saying let's put out an under 18 because it's not our priority this season. We're not going to win the Carling Cup League Cup. Um, you know, it, even if we got through two rounds, great. But it's actually just adding more minutes onto a squad who don't. We don't want yeah. to have more minutes right now. Um, so I would happily put out the under-18s, give everyone a load of minutes. Do do we get five subs in the League Cup as well? I would assume so, but I'm not sure. Yeah, let's, let's assume we do, yeah. Make a load of subs at half-time, treat it as a, as a bit of a training game. And if they lose 2-0 against Stevenage, it doesn't matter. We can carry on with the rest of the season focusing on the league. And if they win, great. It's the youngsters that can get a bit of experience, get a bit of game time in front of the home crowd um, and and try and break into the squad. George, is there any players on Tuesday you would like to see play in the play in the team, apart from just the general under-18s, as Matt's called them? <laughs> is, there any, is there any players you'd be excited to see play? I think um, Bizanus in goal. He would, be, he would most likely start. Um, and I think he actually had a... Pr- there was one game in preseason. I think he uh, saved a penalty and had a pretty decent game. Um, I mean, we were talking about Kelvin, both Kelvins. I think to see them actually start a game and play a majority will kind of really kind of give us an idea of how they can actually fit into the first team going in through the uh, through the league. Because um, let's be honest, they're only going to be really used as sub sub players in the league. So it'd be good for them to kind of get more development um, in them. Um, but yeah, I think I can only really agree. I don't see many first team. I can't see why we would use any first other first team players, especially the ones who start games. Just nice, nice compliment to, yeah. the, to the youngsters on Tuesday, exactly. perhaps. Yeah, I think I'd like to see Jack Clark get get ninety minutes. He impressed me during the friendlies at centre back, and if he can, maybe if he starts alongside Tom Holmes or, or McIntyre on <clears> Tuesday, I could see that being a yeah. being a scenario which would make a lot of sense, and then. I think in midfield, if you've got maybe Levy, who, who came on during some of the friendlies in pre-season, would be nice to see him get some game game time. And then, as you say, I think it's it's probably inevitable that uh, Bazanis plays in goal on, on Tuesday and maybe Ehibishman plays up front. And then maybe we even see some, like, you know, 16, 17-year-olds on the bench. Mm. Um, I know he's got a brother, Kelvin Ehibishman, <laughs> so he's, uh, he's meant to be really exciting. I think there was a lot of Premier League teams in for him and you know maybe we see two ehibitionmans and then there's two players in the squad who people can't pronounce (laughs) um after that matt we've got rotherham next weekend obviously rotherham is going to be a massive game for us this season because they're going to be one of the clubs who are near us in the table probably at the end of the season just give me a score prediction what do you think the score is going to be i'm gonna say one one I don't see us uh, getting a clean sheet yet. Um, and for me, it's just just don't lose. Um, don't drop two points uh, to, uh, um, to Robin. So 1-1. One, one. George? 
know what? I'm going to sneak in a little one nil. I think we will get that clean sheet. I mean, I haven't seen well, I haven't seen what Rotherham have been like so far this season, but um, I think they've been fairly average. But I guess <laughs> I think we can see. Well, depending if if we can get this Nabi Nabi Sar deal done this week, if he because he's been training with the squad, hasn't he? I think. I think if he can if he can get this confirmed this week, if he's back in that in that defence, you've got Tom Holmes, McIntyre, and Nabi Sar that back three. If, if Hutchinson's not back, he might be back. I don't know. Um, I think I'm a bit more optimistic about back, that little one nil. Back in the clean sheet, George. Oh yeah, uh, yeah definitely, definitely at least gets a point. And <laughs> um, Rotherham do have a slight advantage in the fact that they were meant to be playing today, which is Sunday, oh, but their game has been postponed against Coventry because of the fact that the Coventry Bank Society, whatever the stadium is called, the old Rico Arena, the pitch is basically just and they can't play on it. Um, so Rotherham have actually got a weekend off today or this weekend. So they'll come into the game. I don't think that benefits them, really. Uh, not, not at the start of the season, season no, I, don't, I don't think so either, particularly. Um, but Rotherham will have some time off, I guess. But obviously, they're then playing in the cup midweek. So does it really make that much of a difference? Probably not. I'm going to back us and say that we're going to get at least a point on, on Saturday. And I think that's right. I think not losing has got to be the key next weekend. If you don't lose and you've got one win, one draw, one loss for the first three, that's it's more than acceptable. And I think that would be that would be perfectly fine. Jacob will be back during the week with a preview podcast coming out on Thursday with, I believe it will be somebody from New York Talk, uh, the Rotherham podcast, and they're all really very lovely guys. So I'm sure the podcast will be a fantastic listen. Uh, we will be back after the Rotherham game of the weekend with a roundup from Yorkshire as to how we've done. Fingers crossed that Reading can bring home three points. Thank you, George, for joining me today. And thank you, Matt, for coming on as well. I've been Alex, your host. Thank you for listening to the Park Rules podcast. We will talk to you very soon. Cheers.